guys, it's Leah Buckles from Prestige Worldwide Medical Consulting. I am a U.S. Army veteran, physician assistant, former CMP examiner. I wanted to come on today and discuss tinnitus. I think this is a super fun topic. Um, it is not a super fun thing to have. I experienced tinnitus. I've said that before. So tinnitus or tinnitus um, is a condition of basically ringing in the ears that happens after mostly um, after acoustic noise exposure. Um, it can be due to hearing loss or, um, you know, service. it can be secondary to some other things. Um, but tinnitus itself is one of the most common um, conditions that veterans can get service connected for, right? So it maxes out at 10%. Um, I don't generally talk a lot about percentages because that's more of like an accredited agent or BSO type of thing. That's their kind of one of their areas of specialty, right? I'm not an accredited agent or BSO. I always say that. Um, I am just a medical professional who has spent a considerable amount of time in the VA disability world, right? So tinnitus. Um, so I don't know if I've mentioned this in this video, well, in previous videos, but I am a certified occupational hearing specialist as well. So I'm not an audiologist, but I do have experience dealing with um, running a hearing booth. Um, I can interpret um, what those audiograms say. We talk about decibels and frequencies and um, just hearing loss in general, right? Um, that's also kind of in the scope of a physician assistant to understand as well, but I did take some extra classes and some certifications on um, that because I find it to be pretty interesting, right? Um, so there is a sheet that's running around. I have a copy of this. It's a, a duty MOS noise exposure level um, Excel spreadsheet. So this spreadsheet, and I'm going to flip my camera around. Um, well, actually I won't because I'm really crappy at that. Um, excuse my language, but, um, if you guys want a copy of it, just email me and I'll send you guys a copy of it. Um, so this Excel spreadsheet that's out there will talk about high, pro highly probable, moderate probability and low probability noise exposure by MOS by, um, branch of service. And it also breaks it down like, you know, whether you're an officer enlisted, et cetera. Right. So for example, you know, army enlisted, it's pretty obvious. Some of the high ones are going to be those combat arms MOSs, right? So if you're infantry or cav scout or artillery, um, <coughs> excuse my coughing, you're going to have, um, combat engineer, you're probably going to have a highly probable, um, tick, tick mark there. Now that doesn't mean that everybody with that, um, high probability noise exposure is going to be service connected for tinnitus. And it also doesn't mean that everybody that has a high probability MOS is going to develop tinnitus, right? So if you wear your hearing protection and you wear it correctly, if you wear double hearing protection, if you're in an environment that requires double hearing protection, you have increased your chances of not developing tinnitus. So I hope that happens. Hopefully you didn't have those faulty um, earplugs that there was a big lawsuit running around about. I'm sure half of y'all have seen those ads, right? Um, so there, and similarly, if you have a lower risk MOS, so let me look at some of these army ones. Okay. Some of the army, a lot of the medical ones, right? So not a medic, right? So I was a medic before I was a PA medics, um, are actually going to be in the moderate category. And most of the time that's because they run around with, um, Ooh, I take that back. I'm looking at it. Medics are not even um, moderate. They're low. So pretty much all of the medical stuff. So like preventive medicine, uh, medicine specialists, um, respiratory care specialists, medics, um, x-ray techs, behavioral health specialists. Those are low. 
right? Low probability, but that doesn't mean that you didn't have noise exposure. I see tons of veterans service connected for tinnitus and hearing loss that have low density um, or low probability MOSs, right? Um, because it should, everybody is exposed, exposed to acoustic noise trauma while they're on active duty, right? So like when you're at the range, um, you know, in a deployed environment, I was a paratrooper um, when I was young. So I was in the 82nd Airborne. So I was on C-130s a lot and C-17s, right? Um, when I was in the 101st, I went to air assault school and I had to repel out of um, and fast rope out of rotary wing aircrafts, right? And so that's a lot of noise exposure. So you can be a um, supply person. You can be a 42 Alpha. My sister-in-law, who I love dearly, was a 42 Alpha um, in the 101st and uh, S1 person. And she was in an infantry battalion, and so she was exposed to a lot of noise um, noises as well, right? So this just gives kind of a guideline, and especially if you're that higher risk, that mean that doesn't mean you're going to get approved, but it's just like they they know that you were exposed to higher noise. So a lot of times there's less of less pushback if you're you know for example you're applying for it many years after service. That doesn't mean it's going to be automatic, but these are just some guidelines that they look at, right? So we talk about Army enlisted. Um, some of those moderate ones are going to be like for the Army. Um, let's see. Armament repair, quartermaster and chemical equipment repair, um, small arms artillery repair, um, watercraft operator, a uh, motor pool guy, right? Motor transport operator, um, a seaburn specialist. Hmm, I wonder why. Probably because they have equipment that they use to test like their stuff, right? Their chemical, biological, all that. Um, dental specialist, that makes sense because they're cleaning the tools all the time, right? Um, and that, that stuff can be noisy. So those are some of the um, highly probable, moderate and low probability MOSs in the army, okay? human resources is going to be low, right? Army officers, um, you know, you're going to see the same kind of stuff. The highly probable are going to be those combat arms officers, field artillery officers, combat engineering officers, you know, just cavalry officers, stuff like that. Um, lower is going to be like HR officers, um, stuff like that. Moderate, same thing. And then there's Navy. Um, I think you guys call those necks, not MOSs. Um, there's a bunch on They're They're all here. So then we have Navy officer, Marine Corps officer, Air Force enlisted, Air Force officers. There's a Coast Guard section. There's a Merchant Marine section in here. So um, it's all here. So this is just a part of the puzzle. Remember, there's ne nothing is like a black and white thing, right? Um, I mean, except for like some of the presumptive conditions, those are, those can be pretty black and white, but I've seen some of those get rejected too, but I digress. Um, if you want a copy of this, just um, drop a comment below and um, I can get you my email address and we can get you a copy of that. Um, and they're probably, it's probably searchable online. So I hope this was helpful um, regarding the duty MOS noise exposure level and tinnitus. So again, sometimes we see tinnitus secondary to other things like neck stuff. So it doesn't just have to be due to your noise exposure. You can have tinnitus secondary to um, neck trauma. There's a lot of literature that supports that. Maybe I'll do a video on that another time. 
Um, also, TMJ, um, we can see that. We can see a relationship there. I'm sure there's other things too that can cause tinnitus. Sometimes there's medications um, that, are, that we use for the treatment of hypertension that can cause, um, not all medications, there's some that can cause um, increased incidence of um, tinnitus. So I hope this was helpful. Um, tinnitus, I hate having it, but I love talking about it. So if you guys have any questions or just want to shoot the you know what about tinnitus, let me know. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, y'all are awesome and I will talk to y'all soon. Bye.